Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Good morning. Single word the Lord put on my heart today. I'd like to pass this on to you. Acts chapter 2, I think is the 42nd verse. That word pops up. And it's talking about the church, Ecclesia. Talks about that first movement. 3,000 people got saved on that day of Pentecost and they moved into something. Well, let's say they moved out of something. They moved out of their religion and they moved into the development of what is called the body of Christ. The church, the Ecclesia. That's who we are. Are we? Says something about that. And there was a word that's found in here that I never, I, oh, I've read it. I, when I quoted scripture, I always quoted it in there, but it never, it never pierced my soul the way it does today. And I'm not trying to take my conviction and put it on you, but I would just like, I believe the Holy Spirit wants us all to be under, in understanding. It says, after they were all saved, after they started getting together, they broke down into four categories. They were, it says that the, the apostles' teaching became prominent. It says the breaking of bread. Uh, it, it, it spoke about the, uh, uh, the people coming together always constantly with one another. But it used this word concerning that, concerning prayer and taking of the, of the, of the partaking of the Lord's Supper together. It says this. It says they were devoted. Say the word. Devoted. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. It doesn't say that. It says they were continually devoted. It is a difference between being devoted. That's a punctiliar thing. In the Greek, that would have been the eros tense. But continuously devoted. It's the present active indicative. It is durative in nature. It not only had a, a substance of ongoing, but a growingness concerning it. They didn't just uh, all of a sudden discover an apostolic teaching. But this thing began to evolve. It wasn't just the breaking of bread in a, in a form. Well, it's, you know, Communion Sunday, <laughs> you know, again. No, they were devoted. There was something in their lives. They had the revelation of who Christ was. It is, this is my body. This is my blood. Do this commandment, not a recommendation, but devoted to the commandment of Yahweh. Prayer was another thing. They were devoted to prayer. They didn't just pray, but they were, there was something about the devotion, a continuous devotion that began. And, and I, I'm not against just praying in tongues and just doing that constantly. But you know what? I get burned out doing that. I, and I get a new language, and I got that. And you get into a certain realm, and, you, and everybody moves into praying in tongues. I'm not talking about taking that away. But I'm saying, you know what? Every time somebody prays in the Bible, it's in English or Greek or Hebrew. I could understand what they said. God don't mind hearing from you. He wants to know if you're hearing from him and speaking back to him what you're hearing. If you hear the voice, you'll have a voice. And your prayers become more than just, oh God, I need this and I need that. But they become a prophetic utterance of what is necessary for the body of Christ. They were continuously devoted. 
Get that in your heart. Continuously devoted. Father, just do a work in us. We can't devote ourselves, but on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came in and shook a place, shook a people, put fire upon them, and they became devoted because they embraced that which you were devoted to. And they changed the world with their doctrine, with their, with their presence, with their lives. We have been given opportunity. We have been shaken to the core. We don't have buildings. We don't have traditions. We don't have much of anything else here. But we have something. Yes. An ability to be devoted to that which you have called us to. Yes. Father, we come before you. We ask that you would shake us to the core by your spirit. Shake us to the core with understanding. Give us the life of devotion. Being continually devoted to you. Oh God. Amen. You know, sometimes the hardest thing for me and for it's all right, I it's okay. It can flap wherever it needs to flap. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes the hardest thing for me, and I think for all of us, <clears throat> we all like to say it and we've talked about it here before, but is it's the pause. It's the being okay with saying I don't know. It's the being okay with with letting him take over. It's the being okay with it's it's cold out here and the wind's blowing and wind wind's wind's mark gonna take the microphone and like do something. <laughs> You're laughing because you all thought the same thing. <clears throat> no pressure. No pressure this morning, Mom. No, no pressure. But, but I, but I have an invitation for all of you, and it surpasses words. Because let me, let me just clue you in on something this morning. You don't need another sermon. I'm all about the Word. I, I love it. I love Him speaking through me. I love Him speaking through others. I, I'm all about the Word. But I'm more about the source from which that Word came from. And, and like, I, I just want I, I want, I want to invite us past the place of church. You know, we, we're, this doesn't grow a church. <laughs> You know, sitting out in the cold, telling people, guess what's next? A small building. You know, praise and worship for a long time, and most of the the words are are not known. You can't sing along. You know, that's not growing a church. But I want to remind everyone that's in this (laughs) that's here this morning I want to remind you that I am not about growing a church this place has never been about growing a church it's about building with a family it's about it's about an ever increasing kingdom y'all trust me you love me If you're part of this family, I'm going to ask something of you. 
And this isn't some, you know, apostolic cleaning up or body slam. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you as a part of this family. When, when a brother grabs this microphone or I grab this microphone or these, these people up here are up here giving their hearts, if you cannot be silent, if you cannot not talk to somebody, I just ask you to go over to that field or go somewhere where you're not distracting others. I know that sounds like almost harsh or whatever. Again, not trying to grow a church. I just, I, I, when I come here selfishly, I want to be with the family and I want, I want to experience him. And there's plenty of time before and there's plenty of time for us after. And we all talk and look, I'm not saying like, you know, Hey, good to see you brother. Or if you have a word for somebody, man, give it. If Holy Spirit moves on your heart, but I'm telling you, if, if, if someone is speaking, that man, he, it could be the word for you in a moment that you missed. And we're so close and we're such a family that sometimes that get, <laughs> it can get in the way. Like that, that it, first and foremost, this is about the one thing, one thing. And I want to create context. This, I, I read this scripture and I, and I just, I want to create, create some context to what we're experiencing when these guys come up here or when Robert Allen comes and gives a word and, and what this is. And it's in Revelation and John's talking about what he's seeing. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him <clears throat> who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and, we are, and we're created. But then this is, this is, a, this is where it kind of, this is where we're at this morning. This is a shift here. And John says, I, and I saw the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll written inside and on the back sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look or to look at it so i wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it but one of the elders said to me and this is what's happening this morning the, these are elders they saying better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere is that is that real or is that a is that a word? Is that a, is that a is that a line? Is that just biblical, you know, whatever like or is better one day. Let's go deeper one moment. I wasn't coming here this morning. I woke up this morning feeling horrible. But you know what I really thought, and I had no idea what they're singing, is better is one day. <laughs> I'm just going to, and I'm not encouraging anybody that's sick to come. To, <laughs> but, I, but I immediately felt like strengthened in this. But these elders, so, <clears throat> so I wept much because no one 
was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it, but one of the elders, but then Ben, but then Benjamin Nicholson, but then Robert Allen came, then Regina Smith came, then Andrew Tench. Do not weep. Behold the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are of the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. In other words, all you have need of this morning all of those things that you're saying, man, I just wish I could see them unlocked. I wish it could be broken. I need this key turned in my life. I need a door opened. Something has to break through. I need, I need, I need, I need something. This morning, these guys are coming to announce as an elder, pick up your heads, lift them up because all you have need of, everything is already, has, it's, all, it's been done. It's been done. Access granted. Permission granted. And by your presence this morning, and by your focus on the one thing, and by your care and and, and desire to be a part of this family and to be here, I'm telling you prophetically that key is turning. That key is turning, not because I say it's turning, but because it's a promise. It's a promise. So, when I come in here and it gets a little cold, or if we're in there and it's heated up, and this is what we hear. It might as well be a thousand trumpets sounding. It might as well be a million sermons spoken to you of the greatest revelation you've ever heard. Because you don't need me this morning. You don't need a word. You need the power of the Holy Spirit to course through your life. And realize, open your eyes, now I see. Man, now I see what I have access to. The presence isn't a, the presence isn't just a buzzword like it is in many Christian churches right now. Not here, it's not a buzzword. The presence is the key, man. Like that, it changes everything. Those who came to Yeshua were changed. Those who came to him were changed in a moment. Transformation. And I believe that he is, I know he is in me and he is in you. And just think about the power of the spirit as we come together and all we have access to this morning. I just, man, I, I, I don't move forward a lot of times and I sit here and I, and I freeze us out or whatever else, not, not for any other reason, but like, man, 
can do what I can't. So again, I'm I'm not uh, I don't say any of that to to you know slam or whatever else. I mean I I mean I love you guys and I'm 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 a part of this with you. But I just ask, you know, like I ask, let's 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 come together and let's make this a real thing. And even if it's not for you, if if you feel like you could have a conversation and it's all good, like the person next to you yeah. <laughs> might be listening about how you changed your oil. <laughs> while the spirit of the living God is wanting to speak to them. So I just, I, that, that's something I just asked this morning. Is, are we good with that? Are we okay? Good. Good. Well, I'm in the, the process of telling you what to do. Mom, come here real quick. Absolutely not getting on to you publicly. <laughs> no. If you consider yourself a part of this family, and you weren't here last week, and probably even if you were here last week, go listen. Like, required reading, required listening. Because I, I, I never had an opportunity throughout this week. Now, I've sat down with you and you shared some of that with me. And I knew whenever I sent that invitation to you that you had a word and you felt like you could deliver something. And, but throughout this week, I've never, I have not had an opportunity. I keep wanting to listen to it and I, I keep trying to. And things have been crazy this week and the boys got sick. And, and I was like, man... But I'm just learning that, <laughs> that our steps are ordered. And I'm learning my steps are ordered. And last night, last night I kissed my boys and put them to sleep. And I ever went to bed. And, and, uh, and I'm sitting out there and I just, I just start, I press play. And I just hear the word anthem. <laughs> that word is an anthem to this house. It was purpose and it was powerful. And I love my mom, but I'm not speaking as, you know what I'm saying? And she spoke about me and she said some things that I can't say about myself. But it wasn't about me. And it's not even the part I want you to focus on. I want you to hear what she said about us, about this family. And I just want to thank you and honor you this morning for being faithful to deliver that and to give direction and guidance from Holy Spirit to this house. And I want you to stand and I want you to honor this woman. Who's cold?
just all of a sudden got pretty cold. <laughs> Regina looks like she's about to be frozen up here. All right, I want uh, I want everybody to be seated, please, real quick. And um, Caroline, yes, Caroline Howell. Sorry, <laughs> forgot about that. She has she has a word. And uh, also uh, Allison, Miss Allison Howell. Um, let's grab a chair. Um, someone grab a chair and just bring it up here for them for one of them to sit while the other one. Oh, I didn't know if someone was sitting there. Thanks, MP. All right, got it, man. <laughs> it's all good. I just want one to be able to be seated and be up here while the other one's speaking. But they both came to me this past week, um, and and both of them kind of said this. They kind of both said, I don't really know what I have to share exactly. And I don't know. It could be just real quick. Or it could be something, you know, more. I don't know, but but these two are a part of this family and are amazing power. It's like these, <laughs> just hearing their voice on the phone or Caroline helped us this, this week painting and doing stuff and um, just being around them, it just, it lifts, it lights you on fire. So so I don't really, if you, it, the, the floor is yours to say whatever you want to say to us and we receive it already. We were uh, talking this morning, and Caroline kept saying, uh, you going to go first? And I said, I guess I've got to be her headliner, and she's the opening. I mean, she's the main attraction here. So I guess that's how it goes. So anyways, though, but really, I guess the reason why I'm here is I kind of want to just say a declaration of something that I'm walking through and change that's coming in, in me because I know I've been at The Rock for a while, but I think some of you really don't. I mean, I know we, we're joined by the Spirit, and y'all are my family. I'm going to tell you, you are my family. And there's some, been some changes going on in me, and, um, but, and I want to share it with my family. And, you know, it, it's, I mean, I love my mom and my dad, um, my family, my sister, and all them, and I want to share it with them, but I want to share it with you. Because you're my spiritual family. And that's a, there's a difference in a spiritual family and, you know, my biological family. But anyways, so kind of let you know some things about me. Because I don't know if you really know. My journey, I've always had a love for the Lord. I've always went to church. I always had a desire to be in church. I've always, I was a leader even in the youth group. Um, I grew up Baptist. Don't hold that against me. But I did grow up Baptist, and that's probably still why I'm like, mm. you know, yeah, I'll lift my hand up every now and then. But anyways, um, but I did grow up that way. That's, that, that's my background. And, but I always loved the Lord. I started faithfully reading my Bible when I was in fifth grade. And I mean, every night before I went to bed, I always read my Bible. And so we were talking about I was committed uh, and I think there is something important about having commitment sometimes. And then some things changed in me. And about my mid-30s, I quit reading every night. Okay? I'm just going to be honest. I quit reading. Um, 
I still read every now and then, but I didn't read every night as faithfully as I always did. I mean, from fifth grade all the way on. And I need y'all to understand, I understood generation before I was in high school and understood generation. I got it. I got it. I would pray at night for my children and my children's children. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there, I'm looking now, I have... You know, two of them, and I get to see the the fruit of that prayer. You know, and and not only that, I I I would not do things when I was in high school because I didn't want what I did to go back to them. I stayed. I mean, I don't want to say did I stay on that path? Yes, I did. I stayed on the path because I understood what that meant to get off the path and who had to to pay for those consequences. You get what I'm saying? I mean, it's generational. And then we came to the rock. And I knew it was meant for us to come. And I'm glad Ray made the decision to come. But you got to realize, I was a Sunday school teacher. I was everything. And I just, we dropped, I dropped everything. I live in Bluntstown. We travel an hour every time to get here. And we, and that was, I'm, I'm so thankful Ray came here, you know, Ray came here, and the first time I ever came here that Sunday, Cheryl, you spoke, and that word was for me, it was for me, and she never knew that, but she got up, and it was, you were speaking to me, and and through this journey, I, I've got great friends, I've got Tina, and, and Mike, and Tara, I mean, I've got spiritual friends, you know, and I've got connections through y'all through the years. And it's taken me a while because when I came in, you got to realize my walk was, I was like a, you know, kind of like a leader or whatever. I, I was the Sunday school teacher and I was young to be, I mean, I started being Sunday school teacher young, probably shouldn't have, but I was young, you know, (laughs) maybe I don't know, but, and I'm a teacher, by the way, I am a teacher. I teach mathematics, you know, but I'm a teacher in the spirit as well. And that's what I finally realized about me is I'm a teacher. And the thing about it is that I came to the rock and I sat down and I shut up. I did, you don't hear, you have not seen me much up here. I've not been one to, and I'm kind of out there. I mean, everybody knows that I'm out there. I, I like to... I like being in front of crowds. I mean, I was a cheerleader. I like it, you know. I, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. And there's so much about me you don't really get because I've always sat down and I was quiet. And I'm going to tell you all this. This is what always got me. And I'm, I'm proud, but every, it seems like every Sunday, Ray, somebody was always coming at Ray giving him a word. I'm thinking, when is somebody going to give me a word? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, please, somebody, you know. It was so funny because it was like every time, Ray would all, every, I feel like it never fails every Sunday. No, I'm, I'm teasing on that. I mean, I'm proud that, but, but then I did get a word. Um, Ellen's given me a word, and it's funny how it's come back, and I'm hearing it, but she kept saying there was these riches and stuff, and all I had to do was just open my hand, that I was resisting opening up. And she says, oh, it's, she says, it's right there. It's right there. All you got to do is open up. But anyway, and, and trying, I'm trying to speed it up because there's a lot here. I'm starting all the way back from when I was a teenager, and I'm going, you know, till now. But my kids, they've been out of the house for two years, and it's... It's been, I, yeah, you don't know it, but it's been a little hard for me. 
I, I, and when they come home, and they don't know this, but when we're riding and they're in the back car, in the, I realize oh, I've got to cherish this moment because there's not many going to be like this. I hope my family grows and they, you know, they have their spouses. I'm praying for y'all spouses too. But, um, so y'all turned out okay and my prayers worked in this teenager, so it's going to be okay with y'all. So, but, and, and I kept looking at them and, and I always felt a calling. I always knew there was something more for me. I just didn't know what, but, and I'm here at the, you know, I come to the rock and I'm sitting down and I'm quiet. I don't ever say anything. I'm just quiet. And I'm thinking, gosh, I'm just quiet. What, what am I supposed to do? I mean, here at Caroline's and, and Thomas, I can see, I know they're prophetic. I know they're going places. And I was like going, but I thought I was going places too. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, well, and I'm thinking, you know, and this is like several years. I'm thinking, well, is it over for me? Do I not have a purpose? Have I, have I gone just or am I just going to be their manager behind Caroline and Thomas and doing whatever they want me to do? Go get coffee or whatever I'm supposed to do. I mean, is that supposed to be my, where I'm supposed to be going? That's what I kind of feel like. I'm just going to be whatever they need, you know? Um, cause I felt like that's, that's what I've been these last couple of years all through growing up. I've been there and they always refer to me. I'm the mama bear. I am. I was very protective over them. I, I was, but I think that's important. And parents, it's important. It's important to know where they are and be protective. Um, it's very, very important. And, um, because that was my job and I took my job seriously as a parent, but, but through this journey anyway, so they're, 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 you know, I've been off for two years and so I'm sitting there. I mean, this has been going on for years. This isn't having just, you know, recently it's been, you know, kind of a struggle. What am I supposed to do? What, where am I supposed to do? And my sister goes to these prayer groups in Tallahassee and I know I'm not ever supposed to be there cause I, I but I knew at this time, I was supposed to go with her. I knew I was supposed to go. And I knew I was going to receive. And I had my mind, I was going to receive. And I knew it, but something in my spirit, you know, I'm like going, okay, I know something, but I don't know something. So we get there, and I finally get in the hot seat, and she's, you know, they're praying over me. And I knew I was supposed to be there. I knew it was my time to be there. I know I was supposed to hear from people. I don't know. Because that's a good thing to hear from people you don't know. Because you know it's from the Spirit. Because right, right. it, it, it spoke to me in the Spirit. And I knew what they were saying was for me. And, and it went back to what Ellen had said to me. Because the moment she says, she says, um, she says, Allison, I see all these gifts in front of you. And it goes back to what Ben was saying. And, and a lot of them were saying this morning. She, they saw these gifts. And there were big ones and there were small ones. And she says, and they're sitting at you, and they're all for you. And it's time for you to unwrap them. And I've been sitting there, I'm like going, and I'm not, now I'm like, okay, it's Christmas morning, I'm ready to tear into them. Now I'm ready. I mean, but for so long, I've been like, what have I been holding back? Why am I so scared to open these gifts that Yahweh has for me, and I've been putting them on a shelf? I don't know why. So, I, I mean, it's kind of like a, I guess I'm fixing to lose this thing. But it's like a declaration, and I'm going to choke myself at the same time. <laughs> but it's like a declaration. That's why I want to say this to you, because I'm held accountable if I speak it out loud. 
You know, something is about, and just like y'all were saying, you got to speak it. And Mark, we got to say it. And so I'm saying it now. I know I'm supposed to receive those gifts. And I'm going to open my gifts. It ain't about just being Christmas morning. I'm opening them, and I'm ready. And she said there was a lot of them for me. And it goes back to what Ellen had said to me so many years ago. And it was probably about three years ago you had said that to me. And it's funny how it's lining up, and I'm hearing it. And, you know, maybe I've always been this one that I was kind of slow about moving. I don't know why. But, like, Ray would just get it, and it'd make me mad. He just, he, like, he spoke in the spirit before I did. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I'm like, why is he doing that before me? And he can, just, he can just turn the page, and he just, no, not me. It's all about hard work. I've got to work it. I feel like I've got to, I don't know. Maybe I just don't feel like I'm qualified. I don't know what it is. But I, I make it so much difficult than what it really is. So, Anyway, so she says this, and I'm, you know, I'm open to gifts. And then she says this to me. It's time for a change. And I know it's time for me a change. Not even in the spiritual change, but I think a change in my job. I know I, I teach school, and I'm still probably going to be in the school process, the educational process. But I've been teaching for 26 years, math, and at the high school. And I love it. I mean, y'all, I love teaching. And I know I'm a teacher. I know I'm a teacher. But... I just, I don't know where I'll be next year. I don't know. Who knows? But you know what? I'm at the point now, I'm like going, I'm ready for a change. I'm going to step out there. You know? I I just know that some people are ready for changes. I know, Jeff, you went through a change, job change recently. And some of us have, and it's time for me to change. And I don't know where my change is, but I'm I'm going. And I'm willing. That's the thing. I'm willing. So I hope that maybe I'll be saying, oh, I'm working somewhere else. I don't know. And I don't even care if it's a pay cut. I don't even care. I'm just ready for a change. Even though I love the kids I'm with and I love all that, but I'm ready. I don't know what that means. But the other thing she had said, and if, and if I don't walk out, this was the thing. If I don't learn how to walk, if I don't walk out, I'm going to be pushed out. I don't want to be Jonah and get swallowed up by the well, okay? I'm trying to learn from the Bible story, okay? I'm trying to learn. They said history does not repeat itself, you know? But I'm trying to walk, it, walk out and, and not be pushed out because she said, you do not want to be pushed out. But it's time for that change. And so, and then the other thing she said is, and you know, it's kind of irony, I'm having a microphone in my hand. But she said, I see you with a microphone, and you're talking to large crowds. And so, I've always felt that. I've always felt I was supposed to be like this, in front of people and talking to people. But, but I'm not a preacher. I just want y'all to understand that. I'm not a preacher. I'm a teacher. And there's a difference. It's not somebody that's going to, you know, I, I like... I'm not like Mark and going to be, you know, head of a church and leading a group of people. That's not what I'm called to be. What I'm called to be is to teach. And and whatever that is, is that's teaching the Bible, being motivator, say, hey, you can do it. I know you can do it. I know my first period class, I feel feel like um, I'm the cheerleader. I'm telling you, my first... Oh yeah, I love yeah, I love extra. I, yeah, I love to dance, but um, but then what? What does Yahweh do? He makes my knee where I can't. I'm like, okay, so what are you trying to tell me? Don't do that. Don't go that direction. He goes, no, I want you to be focused on me. So, but I know I could see myself, and I know what that means, but I don't know what it all entails. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. 
Because I know that it's not over for me. I thought it was over. And, you know, I'm getting, you know, in a couple years I'll be 50. And I'm getting close to it. And I thought, oh, it's just, I'm just, it's getting, I'm getting nearer and nearer. And I'm like going, but, but it's not over. I know. Y'all are all saying, no, don't go there. Okay, I won't go there. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I realize it's not over. But I was thinking it was over because Caroline and Thomas had, they left and, and they know where they're going and I know there's purpose. And I thought, I thought it had skipped over me. I thought, well, maybe I missed it. And it was, it's transferred to Thomas and Caroline, even though I still may be their errand people. I still may be going behind them doing, but that's all right. I'll be their opening act. I've already got it figured out. That's all, I'm all right by that. So, I mean, whatever, but I know there's more in me. And then she also, they also said, there was a couple of them, but they said there was a, a, a fruit tree. And, the, the, you know, the fruit's been growing, and now it's ripe. And, and she said, and Allison, you're now ready to be picked. So it's now I'm ready. It's time for me now. And it's time for me to move on and go past whatever I've, you know, it is time. It's, it's, it's not too late. Here I thought, well, I'm just, it's, it's getting, you know, maybe it's not meant for me. But it is. It's meant for me, and I'm ready to take my place. I'm ready to change, and I'm ready to open my presence. And I hope y'all are ready to open your gifts. Because everybody has gifts, and I just want y'all to know that everybody has their gifts. But I had them too, and I, I almost didn't open them, and that's sad. And I still haven't opened all of them. And I don't know what all my gifts are, but I had big ones and small ones. <laughs> so, but, and so I am opening them. And so Amen. I'm just letting y'all know. I, and that's mainly why I'm here is to make a declaration that I'm moving forward, I'm changing, and I'm, I'm here. You know, and I'm here and I want to share it with my family. Because I do want to say, y'all, I do, I love y'all. I love y'all. I do, and I may not know each one of you and your story, but I love this place. This is my family, and, and I'm glad to be a part of this family is all I'm going to say. It's, it, you know, they've always said it's a safe place, and it is. I, I know I can get up here and share, and I can, I can do this stuff, and, and y'all will receive me, and it's going to be okay. So, but now I'm going to give it over to Caroline. Because she's really the headliner, remember? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I want to say that y'all bless me. And I've been blessed with wonderful parents and a family. Because y'all are definitely my family. Every time I come home, I'm like, I can't wait to go to church. I walk up there and see, just see y'all. I'm like, I know these people love me. And you don't understand what that does for me. So, like, if, I don't know, you're just... Y'all believing in me means so much. But um, I really wanted to give a praise report, I guess. My personal photographer over here. <laughs> I really wanted to give a praise report and then two things about Revelation and uh, things like that. But a little bit about me. I go to Troy University, and I'm a physics and math double major. And... Uh, when she was talking, I was reminded of a word that Miss Joanne gave me a long time ago was that I was the Joan of Arc. And that makes a lot of, like, I, I definitely, I received that word, but 
now I started thinking about it. I'm the only girl in my whole major. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And I'm actually the, the head of the physics club. So that that's even makes even more sense. So like, yeah. I just thought about that to see that word come into it's it's still it's still fulfilling, but it's not done now, but yeah, cuz I'm still in physics. But um a little bit about me, I do research in sound waves, and there's a lot coming out of that. Like it seems like every class I have to do a presentation in. So, I'm just doing all sound waves like I'm doing sound moving through solid and crystals and then sound in with the golden ratio and Sound. My main research that I've been been able to travel and share is about sound waves and interference paths and things of that nature, and uh, how sound moves. And I was very blessed to be able to come onto a research project my freshman year, which no one I don't no one in the whole research department has done that. So that was a really big blessing. And another blessing is I've been able to travel everywhere to present my research. I got a full, like, ride, not a ride, but, like, a full paid trip to Colorado to present my research, full paid trip to the University of Alabama, and full paid trip to Tuskegee. And then I presented a couple of times at my own university. But every time I've been, like, I don't feel like physics is hard, I'm not going to lie. I feel like sometimes I'm just like, I don't know, I don't, like, I don't feel like I'm doing much here. But I'm like, but Yahweh told me to come here. So, and by being faithful, I've been able to produce fruit by presenting every time I've gotten recognized for my presentation out of all the people that's presented. And the coolest part to me was the most recent, I went to Tuskegee. And at Tuskegee, I was... I wasn't really ready to present. I was kind of worried about presenting. I was kind of like, I don't feel like I really prepared. And I was like, I don't know. But I, I got there and I was like, okay, I can do this. I know my research and I, I'm, I'm able to talk about it. Yahweh gave me this and I, I'm, I'm good in this. And this man walked in and I didn't think anything about it. I was just like, oh, he's just a professor or something. And the next minute, another man walks in and he said... Everyone, stop what you're doing. I have to introduce this man. He, he literally was talking like this. It was so funny. He was like, I have to introduce this man. He's like, Dr. David Wineland, please stand up. So the man that walked in earlier stood up, and he's like, this is the Nobel laureate from 2012. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I'm like, my attention is trained on this man. I walked over here, and I was like, well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> I was like, my name's Caroline Howe, and I was like, can I take a picture with you? So I took a picture, and he started asking me all this stuff, like, are you presenting? And I was like, yes, sir, I'm presenting on sound waves. And he was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to stay for the whole presentation, so if I miss yours, I'm sorry. And I was like, yes, sir, I understand that. Well, I was like the last person to present out of this, like, hour and a half thing. He stayed for my presentation. Yes. Yeah, and so I presented, and he ended up, like, asking me questions, and he came up to me afterward, and we talked for a long time, and it was absolutely amazing. I got his signature in my physics book, yes. I, like, I was like, how many people present to a Nobel laureate, not them present? Yeah, it was amazing. 
he had his uh, Nobel Prize in quantum physics, and I'm like, well, that's crazy, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was absolutely, I got his email and everything, and I, it was absolutely, it's amazing. Like, all physics has provided a way, so it's, it's a good to see that I was faithful to that, and there's Amen. fruit coming out of that, and that means a lot, because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing all that great in physics. <laughs> but... Another thing, another praise report is just last Friday, not the Friday that just happened, but the Friday before that, I got an email from Georgia Tech, and I was accepted to an internship in their nanotechnology lab this summer. Full, I get a full housing, food, yeah. So I get full housing and food, and I get paid to re- do research, which is amazing. And another weird thing is Apostle Aaron's son, was in the same labs. He's worked in these same labs, so that's, it's weird. You got connections, yeah. It's just, you see it all lining up, and it's amazing. But um, some revelation I had was a couple of years ago, I had a dream. It was, I was in middle school or early high school. I don't totally remember. But I had a dream that the church had, like, there was weeds everywhere. I don't, I don't know why. It was kind of funny, because I was pulling weeds the other day. That's kind of funny. Anyways, there was weeds everywhere, and it, like, everything had grown up around the church. And I was like, okay. And we were, like, hacking through it with machetes and stuff, and we came across this building. And we, like, we were looking at it, like, oh, my gosh, it's the old nursery. And it's amazing to me, because... We're going back to the old nursery. And it's cool, like, you, when you have these visions and stuff, you don't always know what it means. It may take years later, but it always comes to fulfillment. And then another thing is a month before the hurricane, I wrote a poem. And it's pretty crazy, but I'm going to read it. <laughs> so it goes, I just want to run, and I want to run free. I'm bound by this box of those around me. But I'm breaking out, and I'm becoming me. Yeah, you gave me that liberty. I'm not living this bound by their standards. I'm living this life how I choose. So I'm breaking out and I'm running, and I'm running to you. Yeah, you're the flame to my fire, the droplet to my ocean. You're the breath that I breathe, oh, deep inside. Yeah, you bring my spirit alive. You're the sun to my flower, the universe to my atom. Everything in me screams for you, but your love I can't even fathom. But take me and immerse me because you're all I've ever wanted to be with you and be in you, Lord. Oh, how I love you. Drown me in your rain, consume me in your fire, bend me and shape me as you desire. You are my king and I live for you. Man, oh man, how I love you. Make my life a hurricane or make it a storm. It doesn't matter because I'll keep walking into this world I'll never conform. You're so real to me. You're more real than anything I've ever known. And you're so real that everything else is gone. You're all there is and all I long for, and to you I'm running forevermore. So, yeah. I wrote that to the day a month before the hurricane. And I, it's amazing to me to see, I didn't want the hurricane to come, but uh, it's like, to me, it shows where we are now, that we are walking, and the hurricane shook us, and it was like a, it made us move on, I guess. It was a physical change to our lives, and it was a wake-up call, I guess, to, to change. And that's kind of how, 
And to me, like, it's right now, like, coming to church and stuff, that's the vibe I get is that we're running to him. Like, we're worshiping him, and it's about him. And it's, that's where I kind of see with that poem. I, it was kind of, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to say is, one thing that I notice a lot, y'all really, y'all give me life. And I want to tell y'all that we give life to people. And I know with the hurricane and everything, it's hard sometimes. It like you get it's kind of sad to look around, but there's we we are life. Yeah. And we give life to people. Yeah. And I see that every day like it's you have no idea how much you mean. Like you we are mighty kingdom people in the earth. And that never will change. Like, no matter what, wherever we go, we bring life. Even if you don't see it with your eyes, it's there. And I, I want to just tell y'all that. Like, no matter what, don't forget that we are life. Like, there's times, like, with physics, I don't really feel like I'm doing much. But there's always life. Because that's who we are, and that's who Yahweh created us to be. And I just wanted to remind y'all that y'all are kingdom people, and y'all are so strong. I mean, look at you. <laughs> y'all, y'all are just beautiful people and so strong, especially after this hurricane. How we walked out of it was strong. And y'all were so strong, and I want y'all to realize how much life you give to people. And I just wanted to say that. But thank you and bless you. All right, if y'all be seated, I'll bring, I'm just kidding, I'm joking, joking. <laughs> Some people are like, okay, it's, it's warmer down here. <clears throat> I, that's awesome. That's, thank you, Yahweh, for these faithful women who brought this word. They knew literally last week, they texted me Sunday, I was on my way back from my trip, and they said, I've got a word. And it's like that ledge thing my mom talked about, is like sometimes it's just that step out first, and then he'll fill in. Open your mouth, and I will fill it. <clears throat> you know, and, and so that's so timely and amazing. And I'll say just to piggyback off of that, they're talking a lot about change. And one of the things that I keep hearing this week, first off, we are a multi-generational generation. This is not about the young and it's not about the old. It's not about the two-year-olds and it's not about the 95-year-olds. It's all of us together. It's, this is a, we're moving all together and your time is not done. And there is purpose in you being here and being a part And the other thing with that change, there's a lot of things in identity, identity that you had before the storm. And I just want to say this word to you. Yeshua did not leave the cross limping. You don't come to the cross to limp away injured. If you're holding on to an identity that was before, Let that cross end it. Because what comes from the death 
There's a crowd that will focus on the death and there's a crowd that will focus on the resurrection, but you can't have one without the other. And we come to the cross. We end that thing. He ended, he shook it up for us, Caroline, and he ended some identity. And it's so hard to transition. Death is not easy, but when you die, there's resurrection on the other side. And he is re-identifying this people and this family. So it's a great thing. It's a hard thing, but you need to, if there's those things in your life that you're still identified with and you... You need to be identified by the one thing, and that's the only thing. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's receive your tithe and offering. All right, real quick. We're going to wrap things up, but uh, let me get your attention real quick. Um, we have here, babe. Could you take that? Um, Seal is having surgery soon, and I, I, want, I want us to pray for her real quick. Oh, we got another. Here, let me grab that basket. Thank you, sweetie. Um, but she's having surgery, and, and, and I, w- I want us to pray, and I want you to realize that she, she's in the car back here. So let's just turn our attention to, to Miss Seal. Yeah, well, we speak over her body. We speak healing. We speak life. Yes, we speak peace. We speak joy. We speak to the doctors and we speak to their hands and their minds that this is not going to be a normal thing, but there's a supernatural presence that's going to come over them that they will be perfect in all that they do because it will be by the Spirit, not just the natural. And Yahweh, we thank you for Seal. We accept her as, 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 a, as a, 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 a vital part of our family, and we love her, and we ask that you, you protect her and speak peace over Voward and, and their family, that they, that they know that this thing turns out for your glory. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Amen. Buddy Rich, his son Eli, uh, recently, I just want to speak this real quick. I know I keep saying real quick, real quick. He, he uh, I, I, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned about a few different people and we prayed for them and I did not, I did not mention him. His son is, uh, has been in, um, has been over in Pensacola having some major health issues, um, you know, was on a breathing tube and there's a lot of things. And he came up to me after he said, I know you talked about your son and how, you know, he was hurting and, and you couldn't do anything to help. And he, with tears in his eyes, he said, that's exactly how I feel. You know, I, I feel that times a million. And he's, and he just said, and I, I just don't know what to do. And I just spoke, we just spoke about power and the power of our words and not just saying things, but the kingdom is about power, not just words. And so I said, let's, let's hold hands right now and, and let's declare. And we started to speak and we started to speak life and change and supernatural things that the doctors can't explain to start to happen. And I, <clears throat> I want to give a, a little praise report on that is that we got a text this week that the breathing tube was being removed and his lungs were healing themselves when the doctor said they wouldn't. Now there's a there's 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 more to go but I just want you to know like this thing is this thing is is real. There's a song uh by James Morrison called You Make It Real For Me and uh and he's talking about a girl or whatever but I'm 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 telling you like even you know, Caroline and Allison, you, you made it real for me today. Robert Allen, you've made it real this morning. You guys up here, the worship team, you've made it real. And this family, you're making, we are becoming something that has never been seen. This is the real thing. This is the real thing. Amen? Okay. I don't want to hold you either, but I just 
am compelled. Um, I want to cry, but it's just such a great day. Um, but I keep being reminded before this gym was built and we built a sanctuary, this, the art building was, um, we used it as fellowship hall. I had my grand wedding reception in there. If you can imagine (coughs) the beauty, but, um, on the other side where that parking lot was, was the original church building that was built. They had a, you know, a paper building for a long time. And that building was, it needed to go. But it was one of those things that you really couldn't touch because of the people that had built it. And it was, and, but it caught on fire one night. And my daddy stood out there and he said, sometimes he answers by fire. And, and I totally understand that today because we have to let go. And when Caroline said, you know, that thing came through here. And it disrupted everything. But sometimes there has to be a real shaking for us just to let go. And let me tell you, if I can let go of it, you can let go. You can. And because it is in my power, and it is only in my power to do that. You have to do it, whatever. I'm I'm not saying just let go of what those... We'll never let go of that foundation in us but you must be willing to let go of the past in order to go to the future and it's totally within your tongue to do it is totally within your your power to do and I know that there is a shaking there has been a shaking that has gone on but in individually let that be a word of encouragement today we daddy I can tell you he's he's on the other side going let it go let it go now. I'm telling you. I mean, there were certain things he could not do in this dimension. And I've, I've felt his presence this morning. And I've not felt that a lot. But I felt his presence this morning. And I knew it was like he was saying, Cheryl, I'm telling you, let it go. Let that old go. Because he can bring the new. And I want the new more than I want anything else. I want the new. We can do it. In 10 years, I'm not going to be standing here going, well, I could have moved, but I decided not to. You know, it's not going to look the same. Holy Spirit said that to me about the two things. He said, he said about the person that was going to take this position. He said, you can take a resume or you can let me call him out. And the other thing he said was, and I'm walking the, the streets of College Point when he said this. And he said, he said, it will never look the same. It will not look the same. I had no idea really what that meant. And I bet I still don't know. But I'm going to see what it means. I just want to echo what Cheryl has said with something that I've had to deal with. In less than a year, I've lost the two things that identified me. I lost Apostle. And I lost the ability to play guitar when I broke my hand. The two things that got me here and that have kept me for a certain number of years. <laughs> they identified me. I was, hi, I'm Joe. I'm apostle secretary. Yeah. Or I'm the bass player. That's my identity. Those two things are gone. Standing right back there one day, I just had this sudden rush of I've lost those things. And for about two seconds, tears started to roll, and I said, nope, I'm embracing this. So I have embraced it. 
I am happy. I am joyful. We are going where we have never gone before. What an awesome day. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.